Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks again for tuning in, being part of this community. You know, it's our goal, Stephanie. It's our it's our prayer to reach out to folks with hurting hearts, people willing to help folks with hurting hearts and talk about God's word and the effect it has on us. And certainly as we've been in the book of Proverbs and learn about the tongue and the mouth and all these different things that can happen to people, boy, it's 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 emotionally hard, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's right. Real. <laughs> it makes us think of things we've been through. And, and, you know, and I've mentioned this all the time on podcast folks, but understand that people who suffer from PTSD, people who go through junk, people who live with junk, it's messy. And, you know, though words may not bother folks as much that do not suffer from PTSD that remember that a lot of us, you know, because of the hypervigilance, because of all the junk that comes along with having PTSD, you know, there's a lot of us that we really are affected by things. So if someone, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, you might go up and pick on somebody, uh, you know, I'll give you an example of a young lady that I know. Nobody on, I'm talking about a 21 year old lady in college suffers from PTSD. You know, she was hurt uh, by a family member when she was younger. And, uh, you know, somebody would come up and say, you know, another girl, this guy's interested in, this guy's not interested in it. It really messed her up, Stephanie. And uh, because, you know, that those kind of things are better off left, not they're left better off left unsaid until somebody talks to people. You know what I mean? Those things, because you get all goofy. And, uh, and so same thing with me, you know, somebody will say something to me and they may, they may mean it as a joke, but sometimes I don't quite get it as a joke. I mean, have you ever felt this, Stephanie, where you think sometimes things are better off unsaid? No, I, every day of my life. And this is, I think, um, Psalm 119, is powerful. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And that's, that should be our prayer for our words that they would um, be acceptable in God's sight. Yeah. And, and and this is so important folks. And, you know, I, I I think we say this at the beginning of this, because we just left a particularly hard podcast yesterday. And now that we're back now on that. So I think it's important that we, we say these things and and just understand how, you know, how much of an effect, uh, I was going to say how much words can hurt, but how much of an effect they can have on, on us and on each other. So, Saying all that, it's kind of cool that we're in March and, you know, we're two years into this podcast, Stephanie. We're two years and a couple weeks already. It's amazing to me. And here we are still out here making, we're making them a little different now. So you guys heard the old way with last couple weeks of podcasts, you know, where we use my iPad with a couple of microphones or, or my iPad with my phone plugged in and, uh, 
uh, with Stephanie calling in or a microphone on the phone. So the voice quality, we, we don't even realize how good the voice quality is until we go back to the old way and we go, whoa. And we don't have any major voice filters or anything like that. We just, I use a podcast machine, which has a couple of uh, four mic- microphone input places. And then Stephanie comes in on the phone one just to give you guys, it's called a road caster pro or road podcaster pro or something like that r-o-d-e and so we continue to crank along and stephanie we're in the book of proverbs we're starting on proverbs 15 6 but before we do that we're still doing that you might be right with god you know we got rid of you might be a knucklehead we got to get back to that but uh, you might be right with god if it's stephanie's turn today so what are you thinking you might be right with god um if you're willing and I, I'm thinking, going back to our trip, um, if the Lord prompts you to do something to be a blessing and you do it, yeah. Um, the, we had we had gotten to go do some shopping, and I was able to get my kids and stuff. Oh yeah. And um, I know I had made the comment to you. I will just be so thankful if you know the expenditure for the kids' stuff is covered. If the Lord will cover that this trip, I'll be you know I'll be happy. And um, as far as from a financial perspective, um, you know, because of the expense with the camp and everything, well, all that to say, um, the Lord did just that through that church we were at Sunday night and above and beyond what I had done for the kids. And God was just so good. And that that church made a difference in my life, um, yeah. not just through that, the spirit of that church, just they, they radiate the Lord. Um yeah. They're just real, down to earth, genuine, yeah. and um, that was such a blessing to me. But just you know, God had laid that um, you know what he, the what the pastor asked the church to do. The Lord had laid it on his heart, and he followed the Lord's leading, and it was exactly what I had prayed for. And that just that made a difference in my life. It encouraged me, and um, yeah. Anyway, so you're so, right with God if you're doing yeah, that. Yeah. So people. we. You know, there's not a lot of great stores sometimes when you live out in the country where Stephanie lives. There's some stores there in the area, but finding some of the clothes and stuff she could find for her kids that you can't find everywhere was a blessing. And and Stephanie was just so thankful this church came along and wanted to help with Stephanie's kids to the, you know, to the amount she needed to cover what she bought for her kiddos. So that was pretty special and so thankful for that and uh, thankful for the church. I'm still more wound up than an eight-day clock over the visit to that church, just being honest. With mm. It got me going, man. I'm just, whoo, man. I want to go back there <laughs> right now. I'm going to grab a piece of coconut cream pie and hang out there for Sunday. Uh-huh. I don't know. So but, here's the question. Does yeah. Doug want to go back to Louisiana for the church or for the pie? I think it's both, but mostly the church. Okay. <laughs> I, but I do think it's both. Uh, so you might be right with God if you do something like that for people. And, you know, to get up in front of the folks and tell everybody. And this is something you can say to people to make them feel good. That pastor got up and said, we want to take care of the missionary kids. And, you know, there was another missionary there with two kids and, and you know, Stephanie with eight. And uh, just making a uh, making an investment in those kids and giving something so the kids could get stuff like clothes is, is pretty cool. So here we are. We're in Proverbs number 15. We're on verse number 6. And so we're wound up, folks. All right. We're, we're going to be up front with you, man. We're, we're always wound up, especially me. I, I, drink, I was just going to say, yeah. Doug is always wound up. I, I am, am not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wound. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I am wound <laughs> tight. And uh, that's the way I live, man. I bounce off of walls, you know. And, we uh, know. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, when I lay down to go to sleep, I mean, it, 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 I have to have a decompression time, man, you know. And then when the sleep happens, it's there, you know. But, I mean, when I first lay down, it's like it, it, it's like doing a plank. You know, my body's just straight out, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I want you to know that. And, and I ate more food last week than a guy should eat, but that's all right. Anyway, here we are. We're in verse number six. I love the book of Proverbs. I'm really liking chapter 15. I liked every chapter we were in, but it says, in the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. Uh, so the wise people, there's much treasure. So, you know, there's greater treasure that's spiritual. And uh, we remember that spiritual uh, treasure is what we want. We want mm -hmm. the God to get those crowns. And, and remember that, you know, every righteous man is a rich man, as my old pastor used to say. Um, and uh, every righteous man, it doesn't matter where the, the Bible says we quote all the time, Joseph was a prosperous man and in a spiritual way. So uh, making a point that that righteous house, those, those, those people are righteous in that house. There's a lot of treasure in there. And then talking about the revenue, what we earn, what we're earning in life by the way we live, um, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, if you look at this, it's trouble that we're earning. Wicked, lousy, no good trouble. And uh, yeah. so you got a choice there, Stephanie. And I mean, you know, again, we say this is clear, but this is what God has for us to look at and think about because sometimes there's gray lines. Yeah. Well, and that's there. There are areas, you know, where people can have differences of opinion, but understand that God sees your heart. And no matter what your opinions are that may differ, is your heart one that says to God, I'm, I'm a righteous, you know, the house of the righteous. Um, in other words, I get the idea that this isn't, this isn't just a one person thing here. And this is talking about a group. And um, honestly, this verse is making me think of the story of Achan. And, you, you know, we had a situation in that story when you read your Bible you see that Achan chose to sin against God. He chose to blatantly disobey God's command to not take of the spoil of Jericho. And he went and he hid that in his house. Okay, they were dwelling in tents at that point, but he hid that in his house and his entire family went along with him. And they, I'm sure, I don't have a doubt in my mind, Doug, because no one suspected this. No one suspected their families. I don't have a doubt in my mind that Aiken's family looked very spiritual while this was going on. I don't have a doubt in my mind that their reason for covering up sin was spiritualized. We're honoring our dad, you know, whatever. Whatever the reasons given for their, for their blatant disregard for God and his ultimate law. Um, but look at the trouble that came to that house because they refused. They refused to come clean. Okay, God get giving them what would have happened. You know, I, I've often thought in my mind, what would have happened when Joshua initially called the children of Israel together to cast the lots? Yeah. If Achan had just come forward then with his family, if one of his kids, I, we serve a God that's merciful. And I don't have a doubt in my mind that if one of Achan's children, his wife, had stepped away and said, we're confessing right now because we know God knows everything. 
So yeah. we're coming clean. If they had separated themselves from the toxicity, from the poison that was in Aiken's house, because that is what sin is, it's poison. It is. If they had chosen to separate to from yeah. that yeah. and honored God most, would God have spared their lives? Would God have had, I believe he would have, because that's the God we serve. Amen. And he says, come out from among them and be ye separate, talking in relation to sin. So it's like if they had just, but they wouldn't. Yeah. They stayed loyal to their father and to covering up that sin more than to the to the God of heaven. And their end was as destructive as their father's. They will they were all stoned to death in the end. That was the that was the judgment God sentenced on that family. You want to talk a level of trouble? That was all the revenue they had. That's what for, you you know and, 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 and revenue is what we earn. And I mean, so, and and so they've earned this wicked, terrible, uh, beyond belief type of thing. And we forget sometimes, you know, we forget how important righteousness is and how treasure, building up treasure for God, you know, this, this life, you know, someone can live a hundred years and it's not even a spot on eternity. And, and sometimes we get so fixated on the temporal, we get so fixated on this world and the wicked and the pleasure, but there, you know, and another thing we get wrong, Stephanie, in this world or the world does, and is they, they make it seem like Christians have no fun. Godly people have no fun, man. What a, uh, you know, what a lie that is and what a Mm -hmm. misrepresentation that is. And, and, and folks, listen, you got an option here. Do you want much treasure? We're talking about spiritual treasure. We're talking about eternal treasure. We're talking about the kind of treasure that's good forever. And store that up, my friends, up in heaven. And then we go to verse uh, number seven. And I think carrying on that same theme here, if you look at verse number seven, it says, the lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. And whoa, okay, real clear here. So the wise people are putting knowledge out there. They're sharing stuff. Uh, You know, and when we talk about knowledge in a biblical sense, we're talking about wisdom. It's within Mm -hmm. them to help others feel good, to disperse that, to share it with other people, to to help folks along. But the heart of the fool, and, uh, you know, over and over again, we've talked about the mouth of the fool. Now we're talking about the heart of the fool. But the heart of the foolish doeth not so. The heart of the foolish, they're not dispersing knowledge. The heart of the fool, these knuckleheads aren't doing anything. But it seems like people are attracted to these folks, Stephanie. It seems like sometimes we find these folks being attracted to folks like that. And I, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, it makes no sense. But I think what's interesting here is it talks about the heart. Um, and, and we, we see that throughout scripture, you know, that our heart is what controls our mouth. Our heart is the, in the end. And so it's like, God's making a point here that we shouldn't be surprised when a fool doesn't utter truth or doesn't utter knowledge. And this is obviously talking in terms to scripture or, um, biblically based principle we shouldn't be surprised because their heart, you know, they're just speaking out of what's in their heart. And yeah. so we shouldn't be surprised by that. But obviously the opposite is going to be true. Yeah. Um, because uh, a wise person has chosen thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against me, against thee. So, so a wise person's heart is going to be full of treasures from the word of God, which yeah. is wisdom. 
So that, yeah, it's going to make a difference. It is. And, and folks, I think it's so, again, everything we say is so important, but I, I think that when we understand knowledge and wisdom, the spiritual side of things, having an understanding that gray area, I said to Stephanie a few minutes ago, you know, the problem we have is there's a gray area. You know, and it's it's pretty simple. Are we dispersing knowledge and wisdom of God? Are the things we do in bringing the tree of life? Are the things we do in making people closer to God? Are the things we do in bringing people to a better relationship within the kingdom of God? Or are we helping each other out or are we stabbing each other in the back? I think kind of that mm-hmm. what, what it comes down to. And, yeah. and, and we see verse number eight, Stephanie, as we continue on with this thought and this idea, it says, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is, do you see that word there, is his delight. And uh, so we look at that, and so we got this, we got a choice. Uh, You know, are we going to be an abomination, or are we going to be his delight, God's delight? And, uh, you know, as we look at these things and as we think about these things, what is this all about, Stephanie? What is this life all about? Uh, I think you mentioned it last week on the podcast. This life is all about bringing honor and glory to God. Yeah. Well, and this verse in particular, um, honestly, the first thing that I thought of was Cain and Abel. Um, when we had Cain, you know, who brought his sacrifice, he brought um, the vegetables, you know, stuff from his garden um, because to him, that was a very legitimate yeah, humanistic from his humanistic thinking. It was a very legitimate offering, but it was an abomination to the Lord because it went again, directly against what God had said. Yeah, And then we have the contrast of Abel and God point blank told Cain, you know, I've accepted Abel's offering because he obeyed me, you know, and why are you angry with this? Don't, you know, this wasn't a, this wasn't even a gray area, but that's the first thing that it came to mind. But I think that, and to put this in our terms today, that word sacrifice means something. It does. And what it tells me is you can have a wicked person It makes me think, you know, in Matthew, is it Matthew 6, Matthew 7, where Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not done many wonderful works? In other words, haven't we sacrificed for you? And Jesus said, then will I say to them, I don't know you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And that is one of the most sobering passages in the whole Bible to me. One of the most heartbreaking passages in the Bible to me. Mm. That a wicked person can sacrifice and do great and wonderful things and think they're doing it for God. Mm. And in actuality, it's still an abomination to him because it's their good works. Or maybe it's someone, you know... Just being very blunt, I know a lot of people that would call themselves Baptists who I'm scared. I'm scared because I see this verse worked out in their life. Because, you know, what did Jesus say to the the Pharisees and the hypocrites? Your whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones. Yeah. 
And he knew that all their outward sacrifice was nothing. It was literally an abomination to him. And so that, that part of this is heartbreaking to me. But the second part of this verse makes me smile mm. because it says the prayer of the upright is his delight. Mm. It's his joy. It brings pleasure to him. And I think we have lost, um, I'm going to, Lord willing, I'm going to be speaking at um, a couple of conferences and one of the sessions that the Lord just has laid heavily on my heart. But the power of prayer. Yeah. The power of praise, the power of going before the Lord, not clothed in our righteousness, but clothed in him because he is everything to us. Yes. And when we, when we commune with him, when we're talking with him, when we're going before that throne of grace, that brings him joy. Yeah. It's, it's that sweet incense. And that's, that brings a smile to my face because it says, okay, one of the ways that I can bring joy to my Savior's heart is so easy. Mm. All I have to do is talk to him. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? And it's a joy to God. You know, we, I, I'm sure you run into this with counseling people too, but I run into people that are like, well, we don't even know how to pray. We, right now, we just don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've dealt with these same things and to assure people, you know, we have made prayer this perfectly beautiful, pious ritual, yeah. even in good churches. And that is not what prayer is. Prayer is rough. Prayer is ugly. Prayer is work. Sometimes, Sometimes it's just saying, is, God, it's stuck. Yeah. It's clinging. It's clinging to the hem of his garment and saying help. Sometimes that's all prayer is, but to understand that that is prayer of the upright. The prayer of the upright means it's the prayer of the broken. It's the prayer of the hurt. It's the prayer of the person who knows they're nothing and that Jesus Christ is everything. And that brings joy to the Lord. That's the person that he will draw near to. That's the person that he heals. It's the person that, you know, came to Jesus and said, Lord, if thou wilt. Thou canst make me whole. Mm. That's the prayer that brings joy to the Lord Jesus. That's it, my friends, right there. And and sometimes, you know, I was out, out in Florida. I was in a meeting, and about 50 miles down the road, this, this brother, um, he had lost his, lost his wife, lost his wife of almost 40 years, had passed away that day. And the pastor and I had drove over. It was another pastor. We was three or four counties over. It was a hundred mile drive or something. As we drove over, I kept on praying, God, you know, give me the right things to say. And when I got in the house, that dear mm. brother was just every once in a while, he was in a praying position. He was on his knees on a pillow and he'd look up and say, God, it's me. And would all mm. cry, would all cry for 20 or 30 minutes. And boy, his prayers were more significant than everything I ever heard, but it was just, God, it's me. God, I need you. Yeah. God, I can't do this without you. It wasn't all the these and thous. It wasn't all the pretty words. It wasn't quoting other prayers. It wasn't, you know, talking about uh, this or that. It was just like, God, it's me. I can't get through this without you. And folks, that's what we need sometimes. God, it's me. It's Doug. And uh, I sure could use your help today. And uh, folks, I'm, I'm so thankful that we get to be part of God's delight, that we get to bring joy to the Holy One, to the one who saves us, the one who gives us eternity, the ones who created us. And 
Uh, man, I, I hope this is much of a blessing to you as it was to me today. I love Proverbs, and we'll be talking about it again tomorrow. So make sure you come on out again and uh, or Monday and listen to everything we got to say. And may God bless you. May God give you just a wonderful day. We sure do love you. If there's anything we can do to help, make sure you look for us on the Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We'll do whatever we can to get back to you. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.